It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lamar Jackson is officially free to negotiate with other teams when the new league year begins. And yes, the Washington Commanders should be one of those teams. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Washington Commanders fans to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter as well at dharrison. 82. A dark horse name to come in and potentially compete at quarterback for the Washington Commanders, closing out our list of veteran options for the team to consider as competition for for quarterback Sam Howell. But first, we have to ask the question, should there even be a competition? Because the Washington Commanders should absolutely be jumping into the conversation to bring in Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson as the NFL franchise tag. Uh, deadline came and went on Tuesday. Lamar Jackson did receive the franchise tag from the Baltimore Ravens, but is a non-exclusive franchise tag. And I got to say, I don't know if you guys are fans of like game shows or like reality game shows like Survivor and, and all those other things. But my wife and I, we like watching those cooking shows like Hell's Kitchen and and Master Chef and all this other stuff. Have you ever seen these contestants where they win like a challenge or something and they they win immunity? And then they're offered the opportunity to compete anyway. Like, hey, if you want to compete, it's up to you, man. You have immunity, but you can compete if you really want to. But you do sacrifice your immunity. And they go, yeah, man, we're we're gonna we're gonna compete. I'm here to I'm here to compete. I'm not here to to sit on the sidelines. So they sacrifice their immunity, they sacrifice the sure thing, and they end up getting kicked off. That's what I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are doing here because every single season we see teams in the NFL scramble. Beg, trade, steal, lie, cheat. I mean, the Miami Dolphins don't have a first-round draft pick this year because they tried to sneak Tom Brady out from under the Buccaneers' noses last year. These teams will do anything and everything they can do to get a franchise quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens have a former MVP quarterback on their roster, wants to resign, has been trying to negotiate a deal, and what do they do? They slap a non-exclusive franchise tag on him, giving him the freedom to now go talk to other teams after, quite frankly, almost frankly, just completely disrespecting him in the negotiation process in the first place. And if you go back to last year's NFL draft process, I kind of talked about it then that it looked to me like the Baltimore Ravens were essentially setting Lamar Jackson up to have a down season so they could potentially renegotiate uh, and and re-sign him for lesser money saying, hey, man, you didn't do all that great this year. You know, ignore the fact that we didn't really give you any weapons outside of Mark Andrews and try to lowball him. And, and I think that's what they've basically been trying to do is trying to lowball Lamar Jackson uh, representing himself, not really taking the bait on that says, no, I know what I think I'm worth. I want that kind of money. If you're not going to give it to me, I'll go somewhere else uh, and get it. So the Baltimore Ravens 
putting the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which means that when the new league year starts, legal tampering starts, Lamar Jackson will be free to talk to other teams. If he agrees to terms on a contract with another team, then the Baltimore Ravens can match if they choose to. If they don't match, then the team that agrees to terms with Lamar Jackson and signs him has to give them two first-round draft picks, basically their next uh, two first-round draft picks. So for the Washington Commanders, that would, of course, be number 16 this year, and it would be whatever pick their first-round pick is next year. So should the Washington Commanders be in on this conversation? To me, absolutely. Look, the exclusive franchise tag counts for $32.41 million this year. Uh, so the Baltimore or the Washington Commanders are essentially going to probably have to pay him that kind of money. Now, look, guys will do uh, a lot of a lot of mathematical uh, gymnastics here. Maybe you front load it. Maybe you back load it a little bit, whatever you need to do to make the cap numbers hit or make the cap numbers uh, work. But look, there's already a handful or well, three or four teams that were considered to be extreme competitors for Lamar Jackson services already reportedly out in the mix. The Carolina Panthers are reportedly not going to pursue Lamar Jackson. The Atlanta Falcons also reportedly out of that race, as are the Las Vegas Raiders reportedly not going to be pursuing Lamar Jackson. So really outside of Washington, that kind of leaves you the New York Jets, who are supposedly kind of in on Aaron Rodgers. If they don't get A-Rod, maybe they want, uh, maybe they they go into conversations with Lamar Jackson. If the Green Bay Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, maybe they go in and on conversations uh, for Lamar Jackson. Not sure how Lamar Jackson would feel about playing in Green Bay, uh, Wisconsin in the winter, though. I'm just I'm just saying. The Miami Dolphins are an interesting team because recently there were rumors floating around the scouting combine, according to Rich Eisen on his own show, the Rich Eisen show, uh, that maybe they were that possibly Tom Brady was talking about coming out of retirement again, but this time playing for the Miami Dolphins wouldn't be tampering because he's he he would be a free agent even uh, if he did unretire, and that of course would be contingent on Tua Tagovailoa's health not being all that great, and maybe he needs more time to recover from the multiple concussions that he suffered uh, last season. So if Tua is, is in fact unhealthy, or maybe the Dolphins just want to move on from Tua in general, then maybe Lamar Jackson has Miami look. If Lamar Jackson has to Miami, it wouldn't be the first time we talked about Tua Tungavailoa and the Washington Commanders, right? So first and foremost, you kind of look at this, and some of the comp- competing teams are starting to kind of dwindle down already. A dark horse team that I think could go after Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and the Chicago Bears don't seem to be seeing eye to eye. Maybe Chicago Bears try to work out a deal with the Baltimore Ravens where they renegotiate a new contract with Lamar, but in the process, they trade Justin Fields to the Baltimore Ravens, you essentially trade Lamar Jackson for Justin Fields, and then Lamar gets his deal with the Chicago Bears after he arrives. Look, I wasn't going to dive completely into this conversation, but then too many people started talking about the Washington Commanders. Ryan Clark of ESPN talked about the Washington Commanders. Herm Edwards on ESPN, a former Arizona State head coach, talked about the Washington Commanders, and then it just kind of started to grow. So I'm like, you know what? If we're going to talk about this, let's talk about this. Do I think the Washington Commanders should Talk to Lamar Jackson. I absolutely do. I, I think, again, look at the way the teams scramble over each other, climb over each other, trying to get a franchise quarterback. If you have the opportunity to go get an MVP caliber quarterback, you have to do it. Like You have to talk to this guy. Uh, so to me, the Panthers, Falcons, uh, and the Raiders, you're already you're automatically crazy in my book. Now, I'm not saying you got to do everything and anything, you know, completely spend all your money just to get them. But t- have the conversation. Have a cup of coffee. Have a Zoom conference you know what i mean like i, I mean the distance, distance between mnt bank and fedex field is an hour now granted the commanders operate out of ashburn it's a little bit longer it's about an hour and a half but it's not that far meet halfway get some delicious food in the, in the nation's capital and 
talk. Just just have a conversation. I'm not even saying that you have to necessarily do everything uh, and anything. Kimberly A. Martin of ESPN does say or did report on Twitter that she's being told or from what she's gathering, the commanders are unlikely to pursue Lamar Jackson. But look, there's a difference again between pursuing and having the conversation. I think you have to have the conversation. I, I, I love Sam Howell. I, I got to talk to him a lot during the season. Really enjoyed all of it. Really enjoyed watching him go out there against Dallas um, and not get murdered. You know what I mean? Took a couple of hits, but he took them really well. Uh, I was very happy for him. I'm a big fan of Taylor Heineke. I like what he brings to the field. But at the end of the day, this is an MVP caliber quarterback, and he's a quarterback that when you look at your offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, assistant head coach, you say you look at Lamar Jackson, you say this dude fits exactly what he wants to do. And look, maybe there's a situation where you execute a trade for Lamar Jackson uh, as well. I'll get more into those ideas if we get some sort of traction that the commanders are even talking uh, about. It. Right now, Washington has an estimated $16.7 million in salary cap space after using their franchise tag on Deron Payne. That certainly complicates things a little bit. But look, bottom line, last year, the Washington Commanders were willing to give up three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. You're not going to give up two first-round picks to sign Lamar Jackson. I don't know. It seems like too drastic a shift uh, in opinion. And again, no shade to Sam Howell, but practice in one game, to me, can't completely flip the script on the narrative. So look, whether the Commanders go in on Jackson or not, the team still right now, as last, last we knew, the team says they want Sam Howell to earn the starting quarterback job, not just handing it to him. He needs to earn it. I'm going to tell you three guys I want to see him compete against, and I'm going to add a dark horse candidate. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA, NBA season has come and gone. We're in the final stretch heading towards the NBA playoffs, and now is the perfect time for you to get in on the action by down, downloading FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. I'm a big fan of the same-game parlays. I like betting on Wizards games and hitting the over-under. On the total points, I like going after Bradley Beal points or threes. I like going after Christoph Porzingis points or rebounds. Daniel Gafford rebounds every once in a while. Kyle Kuzma, depending on who's healthy, who's on the court, uh, of course. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders podcast your first listener, your first view every single day. The Washington Commanders want a competition at quarterback, and Taylor Heineke leads my three names. Who should be brought in to provide it? Stick around because I'm going to add a fourth dark horse name to that list as well. Moving on from the Lamar Jackson conversation, as of right now, no word, and as of the time of this recording, you know how the NFL works. By the time this thing goes up, 
the entire world could have been flipped upside down for all we know. But at the time of this recording, Lamar Jackson not being pursued reportedly. Again, Kimberly A. Martin reporting for ESPN that they are not expected to pursue uh, Lamar Jackson. Again, could be just picking words here, but having a conversation different than pursuing, in my opinion. So have a conversation, Ron. Martin, do your thing. Just, just, just talk. Just, just, just have a conversation. See where everybody is at. But moving forward, what we know, Sam Howell is expected to get the opportunity to be the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. But Ron Rivera has said multiple times that Sam Howell is going to get that shot, but he's going to have to earn it. That means competition, and competition is what you need at the quarterback position. If you don't just have a guy, an MVP caliber guy, for example, you need to have conversa- comp- competition. And he says he wants to bring in a veteran to compete. Now, the word veteran is interesting because a lot of times people hear veteran, they think old, they think Jimmy Garoppolo, they think uh, you know Jacoby Brissett. But veteran just means experience. Veteran, honestly, just means more than one year. If you're in your second year, you're technically a veteran, even though a lot of people, you know, you're young, so a lot of people maybe wouldn't put that label on you. But it begs the question, who are these veterans? Who are the veterans that the Washington Commanders could potentially bring in? And, of course, you have a long list, but I'm going to narrow it down to three guys that I'm looking at specifically, and then I'm going to throw out a little bit of a dark horse candidate there just to spice things up here uh, a little bit. For Matt and for me, that list, as I mentioned in the beginning of this segment, has to start with Taylor Heineke. And if you've been listening to the show consistently during the course of the offseason, this is no surprise to you. I want Taylor Heineke back. I don't believe that Taylor Heineke ever really got a true shake, a true opportunity at winning the team's starting job from training camp on despite playing some solid football and stretches and look he is physically limited there are physical limitations that are just there he does take uh risks every once in a while that are going to make you frustrated none of those things went away i've talked about those things we have so before anybody out there you know just just says that maybe you know we're part of the heineke hive over here that's not the case those those limitations are there we absolutely acknowledge them but he still has also played solid football at times and the vibe coming from the team even during those solid stretches was never a commitment towards Taylor Heineke. They always had their eye on someone else. 2021, they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Quote, unquote, there's a competition. But let's be honest, guys, that was not a competition. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick gets injured uh, in the first quarter of the season. Taylor Heineke comes in, and there is. There's a stretch there where he plays really good football. But then, but you look at the play calling. You look at the schematics of the, of the offense. They never really looked like they started to form around Taylor Heineke from an execution standpoint and from a strategic standpoint, and that was disappointing. So then you come into the 2022 season, and from Jump Street, I mean, at the Super at Super Bowl radio, Royal Ron Rivera is talking about bringing a new guy in. Taylor Heineke is fielding questions about who the next starting quarterback is going to be after he's replaced, after starting this entire season, um, all these things, and they make the move. Uh, they, they offer up three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. They don't get it, so instead they off, offer up some mid-round picks, and they go get Carson Wentz, and from the jump Carson Wentz is the guy he's the guy that Ron Rivera wants he's the guy that the Washington Commanders want even though he wasn't even the first guy that they went after in trade scenario for agency or what have you so obviously Taylor Heineke never gets a crack at becoming the starting quarterback in 2022 either but Carson Wentz gets injured against Chicago Bears he's got to miss some games Taylor Heineke comes in lights a fire under the butts of the Washington Commanders reinvigorates their playoff opportunities and NFC East division contendership, all of these things, a tie against the New York Giants, a bye, a loss against the New York Giants, struggles against the San Francisco 49ers, and Ron Rivera uh, and the Washington Commanders really just couldn't wait to pull him uh, from that game. Carson Wentz, you know, to his defense, did well in the second half against the San Francisco 49ers. 
uh, still lost the game, comes in against Cleveland Browns. Uh, they get their butts kicked and they're eliminated from playoff contention. And that's pretty much all uh, she wrote for the NFL season and the Washington Commanders. But bottom line is, like I said, Taylor Heineke really never came in and was never really given the opportunity to be the starter. And I think that's the problem with this locker room accepting another guy as the starter. They love Taylor Heineke. They want to play better for Taylor Heineke. Drop rates, when Taylor Heineke came into the game, compared to Carson Wentz, drop rates dropped all the way. Like, like They had like zero drops in the first three games that Taylor Heineke played. That's an effort thing. That shows you the focus. That shows you they know they're aware of Taylor Heineke's limit, limitations as well, and they know they have to play better. Not only do they know that, they want to do it when he's on the field. That's important. And when a room full of, of players is is seeing the guy that they want to start, not even giving the opportunity to earn it, that does something to those guys. And John Allen mentioned at one point in time, the locker room picks a starting quarterback. The coach can put whoever he wants out there. But the starting quarterback is picked by the locker room. If the starting quarterback picked by the locker room is not on the field, you are already playing from behind. So if Sam Howell comes in and competes against Taylor Heineke and beats Taylor Heineke in a fair competition, that's the key here, guys, a fair competition, then I think this locker room gets behind him. And because Taylor Heineke is going to be the best backup there is, which is one of the reasons those guys love him. So if Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin and John Allen and all those guys sit back and say, yeah, man, Sam Howell did that thing. And he won that he won that competition and he beat out our guy Taylor Heineke. So we're gonna love him just like we love Taylor. I really think that's gonna happen because training camp preseason, you can't hide behind bad practices. You can't hide behind bad preseason games. We see just about everything that they do from an operational on-field standpoint during training camp in the preseason up to a certain point. So the proof is gonna be in the pudding, especially like I said, in training camp. If Howell and Heineke compete. Whichever one wins, if you get a legitimate competition, whichever one wins, the locker room is going to support uh, good, bad, or indifferent. So if not, if they don't go that route, then to me, uh, I feel like Washington's going to find themselves in familiar waters where the roster wants a guy who isn't starting to be starting, and you're just they're human beings, man. They're just not going to uh, be completely behind the guy that's put in there. Now, how much is that going to cost? Well, that's complicated. Spot track evaluates Heineke at a $19.8 million valuation. That's insanity. And it's heavily skewed by Ryan Tannehill's contract with the Tennessee Titans and the fact that he and Heineke have similar production. In reality, Heineke made about $2.3 million per uh, per year on average on his last contract. So I think if you're bringing back Heineke, you're probably looking at no more than $3 million uh, per year annually for a two- or three-year contract. He's going to be 30 years old, years old soon. So that gives you Howell Heineke and Jake Fromm in the quarterback room. Again, I'm good with that quarterback room. If the Washington Commanders come back with it and they don't uh, pursue Lamar Jackson, if you want to draft a guy late or if you want to go the UDFA route for a, for a camp arm practice squad guy, by all means, uh, do that. But Taylor Heineke, not the only veteran quarterback in the free agent pool. So let's talk about two other potential options coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed.
more free agent quarterbacks to talk about here that could be brought in to be potential competition for Sam Howell to earn the starting quarterback job for the Washington Commanders as free agency is right around the corner. And then I'm going to name a drop or I'm going to name a drop. I'm going to drop a dark horse name for you all to consider and potentially for the Washington Commanders uh, to consider as well as a look for competition for Sam Howell. Again, Ron Rivera saying Sam Howell is going to get the chance to be the number one guy, but we do want him to earn it. There's going to be competition. Uh, competition breeds excellence. Name number one, a guy that you guys might not have thinking about or you might not be thinking about out there. Drew Locke, former Denver Broncos quarterback, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Uh, he's 26 years old, 8-13 and 13 as a starter in Denver. Didn't start uh, a single game in his one year for Seattle. Uh, to my, In my opinion, look, when Drew Locke came in, he started off 4-1 and one with the Denver Broncos. And then following the 2019 season when he started 4-1, 2020, 2021, I think way too much was put on his shoulders uh, and his shoulders alone. Things really kind of fell off. As you can see, there goes 4-12. and 12 during the rest of his time with Denver before trading to being traded rather to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, that being said, a young quarterback like Drew Locke, a guy who has a lot of personality to him, a lot of people could expect when he goes to Seattle, he's got a chip on his shoulder, maybe a bad attitude, doesn't want to listen to people. The exact opposite happened. So Dave Canales, the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Seattle Seahawks last year and, and years prior, but last year specifically with Drew Locke, uh, talked to Greg Bell, Seahawks beat reporter at the NFL scouting combine told me a story about Dave Canales and Drew Locke would stay behind after practice every single day throughout the season. And Dave Canales would run Drew Drew Locke through the entire game plan, every pass in the game plan, every look, every drop, all of that stuff. He would run Drew Locke through that process. Drew Locke would stay back bonded with that coach. Now he is also Drew Locke is, is also a guy that I'm looking at for potentially going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I take that story and what I see is a still very young quarterback, 26 years old. There, there are guys in this year's NFL draft class that aren't going to have the experience that Drew Locke has that are almost as old as he is. So you take that quarterback with that amount of experience he has, that maturity that he's showing for being traded to a new team, and not only coming in and saying, how do I play your brand of football, but staying after practice, working with his quarterback's coach, working with his pass game coordinator to get better and taking every single rep in the game plan every single practice that is experience that is maturity and that shows a quarterback that at 26 years old i think he's still a good guy to have in the meeting room and in the locker room would not be upset to see drew lock join the fold here in washington if he doesn't go to tampa which there's an automatic connection there dave canales now the offensive coordinator for the tampa bay buccaneers so if he doesn't go to tampa for whatever reason i would not hate to see drew lock land in Washington. So that's a little bit on the younger end. The next veteran quarterback possibility I see for the Washington Commanders to bring in his competition for uh, Sam Howell could be former Browns quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Almost went Jimmy Garoppolo here, but I really think Jimmy Garoppolo is looking for an opportunity where he's going to come in to compete, but compete as maybe the front runner, right? So maybe you're looking at like the team that drafts Anthony Richardson, like maybe the Carolina Panthers draft Anthony Richardson, sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Technically, there's a competition, but really Jimmy G gets the job as a bridge quarterback for maybe an entire year. If he can do well enough, Anthony Richardson probably starts in 2024. Jacoby Brissett, on the other hand, I just I just don't feel like he's the kind of bridge quarterback that the NFL is going to see as a front runner. He's more the guy who's going to come in, be the backup, be the mentor, be the steady veteran presence uh, behind the young guy. And if we need you, be available to play. Jacoby, 30 years old now, 18 and 30 as a starter in his career. Uh, for four different teams, never played for an NFC team before. So I don't know if that's on his bucket list, but it could potentially happen. Last season threw for over 2,600 yards, 
12 touchdowns and six interceptions for Cleveland starting 11 games before Deshaun Watson was unsuspended, uh, reinstated by the National Football League. So Jacoby Brissett, certainly a potential option going your more traditional older veteran uh, uh, route there for competition for Sam Howell. Now my dark horse guy, Washington Commanders have a new offensive coordinator. That new offensive coordinator, assistant head coach, Eric Bieniemy brought in a new quarterbacks coach. That new quarterbacks coach is Tavita Pritchard, former Stanford offensive coordinator. Davis Mills, former Stanford quarterback, third-round draft pick of the Houston Texans, was the starter uh, for the last year plus for the Houston Texans. The Texans are expected fully to draft a quarterback with the number two overall pick, even potentially in talks to trade up to the number one overall pick to get that quarterback. Although uh, I remember, and I can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing a reporter seeing a report that the Texans were not going to trade up to number one. They would be sticking number two, which means they like one of two guys, either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. They like them both. They can work with both. They'll take either or uh, essentially at this point. So Tavita Pritchard, again, new Washington quarterbacks coach. He's got that connection with Davis Mills when Stanford or when Davis Mills was coming out of Stanford into the National Football League. I mean, if you remember, Davis Mills kind of had this rise uh, up draft boards during the draft process. Tavita, Tavita Pritchard did an interview where he said that he felt like Davis Mills had starter potential in the National Football League. He said it might take a year or two or even three to really fully tap into it, but he's going to bring leadership, maturity, and that ability to handle pressure. Uh, you know, the Texans, again, they're going to bring in a starting a new young quarterback. Typically, you don't like keeping the former starter in the building when you do something like that. So maybe you can get Davis Mills away from the from the Houston Texans for like a fifth round draft. pick. this is a guy who's drafted in the third round just a couple years ago, you get him for maybe a fifth round draft pick. He still has two years left on his contract, 2023 and 2024, making less than two million dollars per year in salary cap. I mean, that's experience. That's a guy who knows your quarterback's coach. So at a minimum. He'll be able to help Sam Howell get more up to speed with his new quarterbacks coach a little bit faster. Worst case scenario, look, again, you come in, you give a legit competition. If Davis Mills comes in and beats Sam Howell, it is what it is, right? You want the best quarterback uh, on the field. I'm pretty sure Sam Howell could do uh, damage even with Davis Mills out there in the competition. So I'm not too worried about that. But like I said, if Davis Mills is the leader that Tavita Pritchard makes him out to be, come in and you help Sam Howell. Uh, get ready. You do your best Taylor Heineke impression. You'd be the best backup you can be, and you stay ready because you never know when your opportunity come up. So that's my dark horse candidate, Davis Mills, uh, Jacoby Brissett, kind of your older veteran option, Drew Locke, your younger veteran option, and then Taylor Heineke. Uh, he's kind of the obvious option, but I think that he's the obvious option for obvious reasons. So I thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first watch Every single day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Damian Parson of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast from the Draft Network is going to join me here on Locked On Commanders. We're going to talk about his uh, his his evaluations at the NFL Scouting Combine. I'm going to drop some team needs on Damian uh, for the Washington Commanders and go through day one, day two, day three options for those positions of need. You don't want to miss that conversation. In the meantime, if you want to get to know Damian a little bit, make your next listen or view the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast where Damian. And his partner there, Keith Sanchez, provide you in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to join into the conversation, drop your comments in the YouTube comment box or hit me up in the DMs on Twitter at LO Commanders for the show or at DHarrison82 in my personal 
DM box. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer of Commander for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Find me there, find me here, or find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Commanders. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.